Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I could talk to this guy all night. I'll talk to him at least for a while in the John Schuster Colville Banker Hotline. Brian Cosgriff is a guy I've known for many, many years and uh, watched him put these unbelievable teams together at Hopkins. And, uh, he's at Providence Academy this year. What they do, he's assistant coach there. They won some more. And uh, he's got a player by the name of Paige Beckers playing in the uh, Final Four course coming here, who he coached since uh, eighth grade through her senior year. Cos, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. It's always good to visit with you. And I guess the first obvious question is, how did it strike you last night to watch her in overtime? You know what? It was Paige being Paige. I mean, I had seen those type of performances from her ever since seventh grade, um, when she was playing on our our sophomore and our JV team, she would come out as a sophomore, and and back in the day, you had three halves a night, and she'd lead the sophomore team to an undefeated season, and our JV would be tied or behind, and she'd come out and lead the JV team to an undefeated season. Then, as an eighth grader, she was amazing, led us to the state tournament. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's something, and... Uh... Yeah, she's not the biggest physically. I, I'd imagine she was small then. How did how did she get away with it, so to speak? You know what? She she was a little peanut actually, and uh, she was so skinny and and you know kind of frail. Look, we called her olive oil from Popeye, <laughs> and um, but all she did was come out there and drain threes and drop dimes and and pick people. And I mean, she she's capable of doing it all. I mean, she's she's a tough cookie. She's not afraid of anything. She's fearless, and uh, she cares so much about her teammates and her coaches. It's it's so much fun. So, you know, one of the things that I, I guess I knew, but I didn't realize it until I watched closely last night. Her form is just picture perfect, isn't it? I mean, the elbow, the follow through, the everything. Uh, you can only get that through hours of shooting. But uh, is that that product of the doctor dish, or what is it? Because it is flawless. It really is, and and she's. She's put a ton of time into her game, and uh, she would go up there, and we'd have open gyms up at the Lindbergh Center, and she'd go over there and play with the boys. And you know, she's the only kid that I know of that Kenny said she could start on the boys' side and and be really good. Hmm. And it, you know, it takes hours and hours and hours. I get, but if you were to describe her uh, personality profile, what would it be? You know, um, she, she's quirky. She's She's funny as heck. Um, you know, uh, she's she's really fun to be around. Uh, her teammates love her. Uh, fun to coach. Um, you know, you better have your eyes dotted, your T's crossed when you when you go to coach her because 
she's going to call you on the rug if you're if you're not ready for it because she has such a high basketball IQ. I remember well, one time in practice, I teed her up. Yep. <laughs> she didn't like that too much. You gave her a tee for what? <laughs> for just being Paige and, yeah. and and doing silly stuff and talking trash and all that. And um, it was it was actually pretty funny because um, we were doing like simulation drills for games and that sort of thing. And I called a, a I made a bad call, and she started giving me crap as an official. I teed her up. <laughs> and, and and her other team won, so she was pissed about that. that that's a competitor, right? Now, now, when you when you talk, you coached them all. You had great teams. Where, where does being a competitor rank? Not just with her, but for for what you want to see from kids. Do, do you want a chip on the shoulder? Do you want them to play a little bit angry? Uh, how would you quantify what being a great competitor is? Well, for her, and for for I mean, you don't want people to be like just angry out there yeah you want them to be you want actually to be you want to play with joy and compete hard right exactly you want them to be smart you want them to be like i always called her a coach on the floor and her goal as a player and you could see this last year when she was at uconn to start the year coach ariama would get upset with her because she wasn't shooting enough and she liked to pass the ball i mean she really loved to pass the ball a lot and make her teammates better um, that she was more fond of that than actually shooting the basketball. But I would tell you, she was she has a uh, coach's IQ. She was there were some times when I was coaching her that she would call stuff on the floor, and it was spot on exactly what needed to be called, and, and it, she ran it to perfection. Brian Cosgriff is our guest, Hopkins basketball coach for years, Hall of Fame coach, Coach Paige Beckers. You know, along those lines, uh, Mike Krzyzewski, after he got Tyus Jones to commit, would come out here from time to time and watch the game. And then he'd go over to their home afterwards, right, and, and, and he'd meet with mm-hmm. Tyus and the family. And, and and I said, I think I asked Trey or somebody, I said, well, J.D., what, what were those meetings like? They said, well, he'd come, he'd have notes. He'd have all these notes he took from the game. And, and he'd sit down with uh, Tyus because Tyus had made the commitment. Now he wasn't just recruiting him. He, he was uh, you know, signed and, and heading to Duke. And, and he'd take him through some of the things he saw in the game. And one of the things that he pointed out to Tyus was you know, like a particular time he said, why did you pass the ball in that situation? And he said, well, because he was open and blah, blah, blah. He says, no, no. Why did you pass it? You're a better shooter than the guy you passed it to. Why did you pass it to him? And, and, and he kind of drilled at him, you know, to find out that you know Tyus didn't want to be a ball hog, and the guy was his friend, and all those things. And that was Shashevsky's point: was if you're truly unselfish, you would have shot the ball because shooting the ball means that gives your team the best chance to win. But kids don't think of it that way. Every once in a while, when you get a high end player, do you, do you have to insert that thought process into them? Well, I remember there were some times where I'd have to get after her to shoot the basketball because she did want to incorporate her teammates, and she was a better shot than, you know, everyone else on the team. But still, you know, she wanted to execute the play that was being called, and if that was one of the options and she read the defense correctly, she was going to make that pass. Um, There were times, like when we played YZ in the section finals of her senior year, 4,000 people in the stands, Timberwolves were sitting in the front row, and Wyzetta was playing a zone. And they were giving us some tough times with it. And then with about five or six minutes left in the game, they decided to go uh, man-to-man. And without any direction from any of the coaches, we ran a play called option one, which was a high ball screen up top with our post. And the Wyzetta post 
if she didn't come out and guard Paige, Paige was going to stop and pull up on him. When she came out to guard her, Paige went right around her and would get an and one. And she did that every time down until they proved that they could stop her, which they didn't. And we ended up winning by about 15, all on just Paige's IQ out on the court. I mean, after her playing days are over, she's going to make a great coach. I just know she will because she's got that high of, a, high of a basketball IQ. I was sitting with Ted Reverso last night watching yeah. the game, and we were talking about what makes her great and the fact that you know she's got a tremendous work ethic, but she's born with this innate ability to see the game and slow the game down, and she's just so good at reading people and reading defenses and those types of things that um, – Man, I'll tell you what, she's going she's gonna to be a great coach one day because she sees the game so well. Is that innate, or is that something you get from just playing on the playgrounds a lot? I think a little bit of both. I mean, you know, she was a, she, she was a really good Little League baseball player when she was a kid. Um, you know, I, I know she could have gone out to the, the baseball team at Hopkins and probably been a starting pitcher. I mean, she's born with tremendous athleticism, but yet she was, she's also very smart and intuitive about the game. Can you stay on with us for a quick break, guys? You got it. Yeah, I want to ask you about why in the women's game, and, and you know all the, the, the power coaches, uh, why is it so top-heavy? Why don't we see more Cinderella stories in women's basketball, and it's always the top seeds that advance, and, and, and will that ever change? Brian Cosgriff, our guest, talking the women's Final Four and much more on Sports to the Max. Welcome back. Rejoining us in the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Brian Cosgriff. Former coach of Paige Becker's, but he's a lot more than that. Um, he's a very accomplished Hall of Fame uh, girls basketball coach and beyond. Kaz, you, you've studied the um, uh, the college game because you've had so many college coaches come through and reach out to you over the years. Uh, let me start with Gino. You've got a, a strong personal relationship with him. What's he like? He's a great guy. He is really down to earth. He is uh, a regular guy. Um, uh, he'll sit and talk hoops with you. He'll talk anything, you know, that you want to talk about. Um, very approachable. There's a reason why UConn gets the top players every year is because that guy is a heck of a great recruiter. How does he do it? What's his sales pitch? I mean, besides well, winning, obviously. I mean, obviously he's got the the championships, but but what's he like? Well, he's just the regular guy. But if he's saying he's coming to your open gym, he's coming. He's not sending an assistant or anything like that. And if he does, is his assistant comes with him and um, he uses up all his visits. And um, I mean, he's just, he's just really a regular guy and he's a great recruiter. He just has what it takes to be great at that level. Was the college teammates uh, football wise with Joe Sensor? He was a, he was a college roommate with Joe Sensor. Wow. Joe Sensor played basketball. Yep. At Westchester State. And actually, my buddy Ted, Ted Reverso, the Augsburg coach, went to Westchester when Gina was there. He did? And yes, they're they're all Philly guys. I didn't and, know Ted um, was that part of that, yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, I mean, it's, it's Gina was there a little later, because I was talking to Ted about this last night, and Gina was there a little later, but they're the same age. Yep. But uh, Joe and, um, and Gina were, were, college roommates and the funny thing about it is when i first had a meeting with Paige in eighth grade i said if you could pick one program to go play where would you want to go and she said uconn and then so at the time marissa mosley who's the current wisconsin coach was an assistant 
out at UConn. And so I called Marissa because I had her number because she was at the University of Minnesota for a while. And we got her on the phone, and uh, I told her about Paige because Paige was amazing that year as an eighth grader. And they were going to follow her out on the circuit, but I said, you got to tell Coach Ariama that, uh, you know, Joe Sensor is a really good, you know, friend of the program, and Joe Sensor was, was his college college roommate. Mm-hmm. Huh. So. Wow. So, so explain to me this, though, because you know, we live for the big upset and the Cinderella story in the NCAA men's tournament. St. Peter was hit this year, Loyola Chicago a couple years ago. We look for the upset, the bracket buster, all those things. Why do we not see that very often in the women's game? Why is it that it's almost always a one against the two seed or one against the three seed for the regional championship? And it's not unusual to have at least three out of the four number one seeds in the final four. You know, I think it gets down to coaching. I really do. I think it's it's very similar in the men's game if you look at it because, uh, you, you know, I heard you say earlier the Blue Bloods are playing in the uh, in the men's tournament. Yeah. And, and a lot of it has to do with the coaches that are there. You know, it's back in the, I, you know, Ted and I, once again, Ted and I were talking about this last night. Louisiana Tech was dominating the girls' game. Yep. And and you don't hear about them anymore. No. Why? Because of the coach. Because of the coaching. I mean, Pat Summit leaves Tennessee, and I don't know that they've been back since she left. Yep. And so, and you wonder if, when Gino decides to get out, will UConn be like that? You know, South Carolina gets Staley to come be the coach. And guess what? They're pretty good. Yep. The, the gal, the gal at uh, Tara Vanderveer at Stanford. Yep. Guess what? She's been there a while. She's really good. And that's kind of the same thing on the men's side. You might get some early upsets from time to time in, in the early rounds, but generally it's the Blue Bloods that are going to make it to the to the finals. I mean, is there enough talent out there that, that you know, South Dakota made a mini run this year. Uh, Creighton with some Minnesota kids wasn't too bad either. Uh, but right. is there there enough talent in, 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 so that you know if all the top teams stack the deck and get the top you know ten players whoever it is that they want is there still enough talent left that that other teams that are four and five seeds can can compete? You know I think so. I mean you take a look at like you, you just mentioned Creighton made a nice run. Um, you know uh, South Dakota made a nice run. A lot with a lot of those were Minnesota kids, but I think at the end of the day there's just talent's going to win out and uh you're going to see the top programs with the top players and uh you know, i'll never forget when minnesota had whalen and, and mccarville that was quite quite a nice run when they made it to the final four yeah um yeah i mean it was that was when williams arena was cooking with gas because they would sell that place out i remember going to the game when they played ucla and they had yeah. probably fifteen thousand fans there so yeah, Nikki Blue, I think her name was, and when Lindsay Whalen came back, she'd been injured, and it was, uh, yeah, uh, it was quite a run. But we haven't really seen much like that um, um, since. Michigan had the best team, you know, in the Big Ten in terms of the uh, tournament, and 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 Brenda Oldfield's done quite a job. Brenda Freeze at uh, uh, at Maryland in sustaining it over the years. She's uh, you know she's been pretty good, uh, uh, I guess, throughout on, on most of that. Now a lot of these girls from Hopkins that won the state championship this last year, you coached as sophomores and freshmen, etc. How good a class was this? How good a team was this? I think they're probably second best team in the nation. Actually, they lost to that Sidwell Sidwell friends. Mm-hmm. in that ESPN game, but uh, they beat that really good team from Colorado. They uh, went undefeated throughout the state. No one really ever gave them a game. I and mean, if you look at it, I mean, Nuno Agara, she's going to 
to Stanford. Uh, Taylor Woodson is going to Michigan. Uh, Maya Battle is going to Minnesota. Um, you know, Maya Naji is going to Arizona. And Liv McGill, who's only a sophomore, will end up going where, wherever she wants. Um, I mean, that's a heck of a great starting lineup. And then you come off the bench with Kelly Boyle and 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 some other and Tatum Woodson, who is a great player. And, 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 and they're missing Elena Contreras, who was their point guard, right? Exactly. Yeah. She would have been D one all day long yeah. too had she not got hurt. And uh, she's in there. She's going to go JC. Um, great kid. Great family. So. Um, Mother is the uh, director of special education in Hopkins. So, I mean, it's just a, a they've got they've they've had an amazing team, and I think if they play Sidwell friends again, I bet you they, they could probably beat them. I bet you if they played ten times, it'd be six to four Sidwell, and that's wow. that's amazing. Wow, you had a pretty good run at Providence this year as well. How much fun was that? That was a lot of fun. We had great kids. Connor Getz was our head coach. He did a he's. 28 years old did a great job. He's the kids love him and and they're going to be good for years because Madden Greenway was only an eighth grader and they got the Count sisters back and and Madden Greenway's little sister Becky Greenway is the real deal. I mean she she's a peanut right now, but boy she can shoot the ball and she can run like the wind. So I think uh, the sky's the limit for those guys and Connor's an amazing coach. So um, I, I think they're going to be good for a long time there too. If you find a great shooter, is, is it the job of the coach to get them shots? You know, you want to. You, you, you really want to. But you know what? When you have a great shooter, and I've always said this, you can stop one person. You've got to develop other players to go along with them. And if you can do that, you know, you got a shot at something special. When you have just one player, you can shut one player down on any given night or foul trouble or injuries or that sort of thing. It's the ability as a coach to develop everyone. And if you can do that and develop a culture, I think you got a shot. What, what's your What's your definition of a great culture all the years that you coach? And does it change year to year based on your personnel? Um, you know, when I was at Hopkins, our culture was, you know, we were going to work as hard as we possibly could. All right. We were going to make sure we were prepared for every game. And we always wanted to have the mentality that once the season started, we, our goal was to play to the last day. Yep. It just was. And if you can play the last day, whether you win it or you lose it, it's a great year because you know what? In 4A basketball, there's 62 other teams at home watching you play. We always used to say ED or ING. Are you going to be watched or are you going to be watching? It's up to you. And there comes a time when winter asks what you did all summer. And so we, <laughs> I love that line. Winter what asked what you do, did all summer, man. And now we find out cause you can't hide it. Right. Exactly. And what we used to do every summer is every morning we'd get up and all we would do is shoot. Cause when I first started working with Kenny Novak, he said, you know what, if you can shoot the basketball, you got a shot. Yep. And when we first started out at Hopkins, we were tough, tough defensively, Yeah. but we could, we couldn't throw it in the ocean. Yep. And, and so consequently, we lost some close games, and we couldn't advance. But once we got up and we started shooting every morning, we t- we turned the corner, and it became, you know, this is the staple of our program. We're going to be able to shoot the basketball, we're going to be fundamentally sound, and we're going to work extremely hard. Do, do this uh, state a favor, man, and keep coaching, okay? <laughs> 
If someone hires me, I would. Well, they, you're as good as it gets, and uh, as any anybody looking for, if, if you want, I don't know how bad you'd want to be a head coach again, but I mean, uh, you got it figured out, and not many do. You've got a special gift and talent uh, that is just uh, unsurpassed, and the record speaks for itself. So uh, if you can, as long as you can, keep coaching, okay? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I have, I've had a lot of great players, and you know, to be surrounded with p- players like Paige, you, you don't take it for granted because you know what? You feel very blessed to have players, great players like her, and 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 just the fortunate time you have together. Yeah, well, I know I've talked to her enough times to know it's a two-way street for you two as well. So, Kaz, I will talk to you soon. I always enjoy it. Thanks for giving us some time and perspective. Thanks so, thanks so much for having me on, Mike. Appreciate it, buddy. You bet, Brian Cosgrove. When we come back, Janet Carvinot, what is she doing now? she came through and how did she benefit from coming along just in time to be able to be a varsity basketball player we'll talk about all of the above when we come back and yes she's found her calling stay with us okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 